0: word. Not Pastor Evans word. word. I am who it says I am am. and I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be be, and I will have what it says I can have. have have. Today Today, I will hear the word of God. I I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive, my My ears are open, open. and I better not go to sleep. sleep. I'll never be the same, same. in Jesus' name, name. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. Now, Father, we ask that you take this time as we fellowship around your word to bless us indeed, even as your word declares you would. As we talk about giving. Let it not just be something that happens on a Sunday. Let it be a lifestyle for us. Because you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son. And so we thank you, Father, for the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart being acceptable before you. And that God, when we leave this place, our hearts and minds will be charged with your word and full of faith. And we will walk out knowing that all things are possible to him that believes. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. We're still in our series of lessons entitled The Life of a Giver. Say, The Life Life. of of a Giver. Now, the goal of this series is to help you see that God's method to prosper his people is through giving and The second reason why we're teaching this is to help you prepare as a church to give so that we can purchase our land for our new building. Amen. I don't want to stay at the school all of my life. Amen. And giving offering is a sacrificial act that shows our love and trust in God. It exposes where our heart is and it helps our needs to be met. I'm going to say that again. Giving offering. Say offering. Offering. Giving offering is a sacrificial act that shows our love and trust in God. It exposes where our heart is and it helps our needs to be met. You show me a farmer who's looking for a harvest of a seed he's never planted and I'll show you a farmer that needs to go to the crazy house. Amen. Giving offering produces fruit for our lives, which also gives us asking status with God. Now, I've been been hammering this point, and I'm going to continue to do it until you get it. But God is a God of principles, protocol, and promises. Everybody say principles, principles, protocol, and promises. And principles is just a fixed or determined way or policy or mode of action In other words, it's what God wants done. So a principle is what God wants done. Say this with me. Say a principle is what God wants done. But then you have the protocol of God. Because many people want to get blessed by God, but they don't want to follow his protocol. And protocol means a code of correct conduct or it's the way God wants something done. So the principle tells us what God wants to do, but his protocol tells us the way he wants us to do it. Jesus said, I am the door. He said, there's no way to get to God until you come through me. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way. Amen. Amen. That's protocol. And then last but not least, after we learn the principle and we follow the protocol, then we're in position to receive the promises of God. Amen. Now turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. My title for this morning's lesson is The Power of a Sacrificial Offering. The Power of a Sacrificial Offering. Genesis chapter 4. And here's my point that I want to make. Giving offering can never begin until bringing the tithe has started. Now, we're talking about protocol now. You really haven't started giving offering until you started giving tithe. Now, Pastor James, my friend, last week did an awesome job. He did an awesome job. And and if I was just a greedy pastor, I wouldn't say what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it. And here's what I'm about to say. Because he talked about giving, but he also talked about giving to your pastor. But if you're not tithing, don't give me any money. If you're not tithing and giving offering, don't give me any money. If you're not doing both of those, don't give us anything. You know why? Because you're skipping protocol. Amen. All right. So giving offering can never begin until bringing the tithe has started. Now, tithing, we learned, is what percent? Ten percent of our income that we made to give or bring back to God is a tenth part is ten percent. And tithing is first, first and then giving offering is second. Now, watch this. Genesis chapter 4 look in verse 1 it says and Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said I've gotten a man from the Lord and she again bare his brother Abel and, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep but Cain was a tiller of the ground watch this now and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground what did he bring an offering unto who the Lord and Abel he also brought of the first fruit or firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof and the Lord had respect unto who Abel and to what and to his offering watch this now but unto Cain and to his offering he did not have respect now I learned something through studying this first of all The word offering there in both cases, because I used to think that since Cain was a tiller of the ground, I used to think that he was bringing something that he grew. But that word offering, when you look it up, most of the translations translate into a meat offering. In other words, an animal. And so watch this now. The offering that God used in the verse when he talked about Cain and the offering that he uh, talked about, With Abel, it's the same word, meat offering. But here's the problem. When Cain brought his meat offering, he didn't bring it first. And that's why it says uh, when Abel brought his, he brought the first fruit. See, Cain did what most people do. They want to see what they got left before they give to God. See, tithing, the whole thing behind tithing is to see if you trust God. That's really what it's all about. In fact, turn to Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 14 very quickly. I'm skipping around here, but I wanted to show show you this since we're on on this part. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 14. Tithing really teaches us to trust and rely in the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23. Unfortunately, because it's not fully taught, most people think tithing is for the church, but it's really not for the church. Tithing, one of the first things that God wants to do with your tithe... It's to make sure he blesses the rest of what you keep. Amen, amen. But he also wants to do what you're tied to teach you how to trust him. Deuteronomy 14, look in verse 22. He says, you shall truly tithe how much of your increase? Oh. All the increase of your seed that's in the field that you bring year by year. Watch verse uh, 23. And you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place which he has chosen to place his name there. The tithe of the corn and the wine and the oil. That's where the place that God had put them. The first fruit of your herds and your flocks. Watch this now. See why. That you may learn to what? Fear or reverence the Lord your God always. So tithing is designed for me to trust God. See, you really have to trust him when you, get, you, when you have more bills than you have money. Amen. See, here's my philosophy. I've been doing it so long that I don't have that problem anymore. But when I did have that problem, I was short anyway. What's the difference? I might as well trust God and believe that he was going to do his part. And he did it. Amen? Amen? Amen. So tithing is bringing that first 10% offering comes second. Now... Go to uh, Matthew chapter 6 very quickly. Matthew chapter 6. Because when we're talking about offering, the Bible says, Jesus said, wherever your treasure is is where your heart's going to be. So my treasure determines where my trust is. My treasure determines where my trust is. Matthew chapter 6, look in verse 21. Well, we can start in verse 19. He says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. That's the context. So he's talking about uh, uh, money or possessions. Now look at verse 21. Read it with me. For where your treasure is there will your heart be also. So I can determine uh, the condition of my heart just based on where my money's going. I can determine the level of my trust in who gets my money first. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, it sure is quiet in here. Now do this. Go to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi, that's the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3. Here's the point I want to make. An offering, when you define it in the Bible, it's, it's a present. Everybody say a present. present. It's a present, especially in sacrifice or in tribute. It also can be defined as an a heave offering. Now, a heave offering was a big offering. Now, go to a... Uh, Where did I tell you to go? Malachi chapter 3 because here's the point that I want to make offerings are just as important as tithing because both of them are required by God see somehow we've kind of put you know we put tithing up here and then we kind of put offering somewhere else but tithing and offering are both just as important to God and let me show you why let's let's look in uh, chapter 3 verse 8 it says will a man rob God he said, "Yet yeah, you robbed me, but you say, how have we robbed you? Read it with me, class. In tithes and what? In tithes and what? In tithes and offerings. So that it is possible to give tithe and still not be where I need to be in my offering giving. Now, see, offerings, even though, which I'm going to give some myths or some misnomers about offering, because, see, I was raised... Well, let me say this. I learned that offering was something that I was always determined to do, but that's not right. I'm going to show you this morning that God can direct you to give an offering. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to Deuteron- uh, I'm sorry. Go to Exodus 25. Go to Exodus back in the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus. Offerings are just as important as tithing because both of them are required by God Exodus chapter 25 and we're going to look in verse 2 Exodus 25 verse 2 if you're taking notes Exodus 25 2 watch this I'm going to start in verse 1 it says and the Lord spoke to Moses so who's talking here the Lord Lord is he says speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me a what Offering. offering in other words God was he didn't wait for them to bring one he said tell them I want one. Ooh, that's good. Now see, here's the thing about that. Anytime God asks you for an offering, he's got something on his mind for you. Amen. And I'll show you through scripture that everybody that God asks an offering from, I'm not talking about when they just decide to give God an offering. I'm talking about people that God asked an offering from every time he had a huge harvest waiting on them when he asked. Amen. Amen. So we see here, It said, watch this now, speaking to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that give it, he needs to give it how? Willingly, Willingly with his what? With his heart. You shall take whose offering? Whose? Now, who was talking? God said, listen, I want you to go tell the people I want an offering and I want everybody to do it. And then he said, I want you to watch this now. He he even tells us how to do it. He said, I want them to be willingly. Now watch this. Look in verse 3. And this is the offering which you shall take of them. He got very specific. He says, tell them to bring some gold and some silver, some brass, some blue and purple scarlet, which in in those days was expensive, some fine linen. He didn't just say linen. He said fine linen. He said goat's hair and ram's. In other words, he outlined to them what kind of offering he wanted. And that's why it's a misnomer to think that you can just give your offering the way you want it anytime you want. You can most of the time, but sometimes God's going to ask you to do something. Remember that story I opened this whole series with when that lady, when I was in a church, church service and she asked for, she would, you know, she was taking up the offering like it was like an auction and she just started at a 1000 and and I was—we were getting ready to buy a house, and I was like, "I ain't giving you that," and you know, like I was giving it to her. I ain't giving you that. And then she got down to five hundred, and then God told me to give it. But see, God knew I was going to run into a shortage when it was time to close on our house, right. and that's why He told me to give it. So we ended up closing on the house. But here's my point: had she not challenged me to give that day, I wouldn't have given it. And then guess what? We probably would have delayed the closing. And maybe lost the house if somebody else was wanting to, get, wanting to get it. But my point is, sometimes God will point out to you what he wants you to do. So I want to give you real quickly some misconceptions regarding giving offerings. Number one, offerings are not as important as the tithe. That's a, mis- that's a misconception. Because we read over in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, he said, you robbed me in tithe and what? So that means they're both important, right? So guess what? It's a misconception to believe that offerings are not as important as the tithe. Right. Here's a, ne- a next misconception. Offerings stop plague. Well, let me just tell you what offerings do. Offerings, pe- people don't know this. They think the tithe is the only thing that stops plagues and curses. But I mean, uh, but do you know offerings do too? Turn your Bible real quick to 2 Samuel 24. 2 Samuel. See, some people believe when, okay, I'm going to pay my tithe. He said he will keep the devil off my stuff and he will, but he said tithe and offering. See, some people don't know that your, ta- your offering stops the curse from working in your life. Watch this now. 2 Samuel. Look in uh, chapter 24. 2 Samuel chapter 24. And we're going to write down or look in verse 21. Watch this now. Let me tell you what happened. They had messed up. David had messed up. And so a plague was coming. Y'all ever heard of the bubonic plague? You know. Uh, so let's just say age was spreading. And so listen what happened in verse 21. And Aruna said, Wherefore my Lord has come to his servant? And David said, I want to buy some threshing floor from you and build an altar unto the Lord. Watch this. T- see why he was doing this. That the plague may be stayed from who? The people. David was, watch this now. Let's look in verse 22. Well, I'm going to stop right there and just let you see. That David was getting ready to prepare an offering so that the plague would stop from reaching the people. And you don't know that, you don't know what what your offering is doing for you. You You have no clue what your offering is doing. But I'm going to just tell you this, your offering is doing more than paying the church lights. The offering is really connected to your life. That offering is stopping somebody who's running that red light from killing you. That offering is keeping you from being laid off. Everybody else is being laid off. you just waving at everybody. Because the curse ain't coming to you because the plague got stopped by your offering. Amen. Look at Exodus 30. Go go to Exodus again. Go to Exodus 30. I want to show you this again. Exodus. Uh, Your offering stops plagues and negative trends. Exodus chapter 30. Your offering will stop plagues and negative trends. People talk about generational curses. There's one way to stop it. Pull out the checkbook. Watch this. Exodus chapter 30. Look in verse 12. Watch this now. Look at verse 11. And the Lord spoke spoken to Moses. So who's talking? The The Lord is talking. He says, when you take the sum of the children of Israel after their number, in other words, after you've counted them, then shall give who? Every man. In other words, God wanted everybody involved. That's why we have a big giving day. Watch this. A ransom for his soul unto the Lord. When you've numbered them, that there'll be no plague among them when you number them. Then this day shall give everyone. So now he's being specific. He said, I want them to give. And the reason I want them to give, so this plague that's going on is going to stop. And then he told them, he told, watch this now. He says, give a Half of a shekel, I don't know what that was. After the shekel of the sanctuary, a shekel and 20, what is that, giraffes? Is that giraffe, giraffes? Whatever. Look like giraffe to me. That look like giraffe to y'all. That giraffe to me. A half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. Everyone that passes among them that are numbered from 20 years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. Now watch what he goes on to say. Now, in this particular case, he said, the rich shall not give more than the poor. In this situation, he wanted everybody to give the same thing. Now, on our giving day, it's really equal sacrifice, but different giving. Because everybody's at different levels. Y'all with me? And I believe if everybody do their part, everything works out good. Now, watch this now. Here's another misnomer. I've already said it, but I'm going to give you a scripture for it. I'm not going to go through it. Offerings are always determined by us now while you're in Exodus go to chapter 35 very quickly here's a misnomer offerings are always determined by us Exodus 35 look in verse 4 did we read that already? watch this in verse 4 and Moses spoke to the, children, to the congregation of the children of Israel saying this is the thing which the Lord commanded take you from among you a what? Oh. an offering unto who? Unto the Lord. So God wanted the offering. And there are going to be times, it's just a regular Sunday. And God is just moving on your heart to do something different. It's not because we need it. It's because you need it. Right. That's right. People say, well, I don't believe that. You don't have to believe it. You can even change churches and not believe it. But that's not going to help. You're going to have to change Bibles. Right. There you go. Amen. Right. Now, watch this. Watch this. Here's another one that I I thought that was, this one got me right here. God will never ask me for a specific type or amount of offering to give. He will never do that. That's up to me. God, I mean, he says to give every man purpose in his heart, what he ought to give. That is true. uh, But he he can't tell me what to give. I beg a difference. God told me to give my gold Rolex one time. I did not want to do it. How many of here got Rolexes? Let me see your hand. Anybody got a a few? How would you feel if God just busted out and told you to just give it? Let me tell you something. I sat there, I sat there, I sat there for... uh, Listen, I didn't even hear nothing else the preacher was saying that night. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how can I get out of not giving this watch away. And then it was so obvious that I didn't even tell my wife. She just looked at my face and she said, what's wrong? I said, well, the Lord told me to give my Rolex. She said, you better do it then. <laughs> but see, watch this now. She joined her faith and she had a, 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 a solid gold Bullock. What was that? A Concord, a solid gold Concord. And even though God didn't tell her to give her watch, she gave it anyway because I gave mine. Because, hey, might she, if she want to go where, where I'm going, we might as well go together, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, well, watch this though. Sometimes God will be specific in what he wants you to give. Go to Genesis chapter 15. Go to Genesis 15. I never really thought that, you know, that, that's a big deal to God that, hey, uh, he wants the, me to be specific. But that's why I say to y'all, pray before a day. Don't just whip out a $100 bill. That hundred. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you a secret? I'm kind of in your face today, though. Can y'all tell I'm kind of in your face today? I'm kind of in your face today. It's from the men's ministry. That's all. That's all. Normally I'm not like this. Normally I'm kind of, you know, more calm and more palatable. But today I'm just in your face right now. You know what I found out? If your offering ain't a sacrifice to you, it ain't a sacrifice to God. Ooh, I just slapped a roll y'all. If your offering is not a sacrifice to you, it's not a sacrifice to God. Touch your neighbor Say neighbor I don't know who he's talking to But I hope it ain't you Genesis 15 Look in verse 9 Watch this now And he said This is God talking to Abraham This is God talking to Abraham That's the context And he said unto him I am the Lord that brought you out of Ur out of chaldees to give you this land to inherit it and he said lord god how will i know i'm going to inherit it in other words god gave abraham a promise and abraham said lord how am i going to know that this is going to happen watch what god responded with in verse 9 he said unto him take me a heifer of three years old now i know y'all call people heifers but that's not what how you use heifer You're using heifer wrong. This is heifer is an offering in the Bible. Okay. It's a cow. It's a baby cow. Okay. He says, take me a heifer of three years old and a she goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. See how specific God was. I mean, he didn't say a male goat. He said a she goat. He didn't say a she goat that was two years old. He said a she goat that was three years old. In other words, God has the right to demand from any of us any offer he wants. And let me tell you what happened. Remember that time when that story about the lady and, and I finally gave the $500? You know, because I was wrestling. You know, when, when, when you feel God wants you to do something and it, it wasn't on your agenda, you wrestling. You know, you just, I mean, it's a wrestle. But let me tell you what that did that day for me. When I gave that money and I saw God come through for me, it broke the fear of giving off of my life. See, God has, he can ask me anything now. We've emptied our banking banking account, checking account, savings account twice. I ain't asking you to do that. Now, listen to me, listen to me. Y'all, everybody look at me. I am not asking you to do that. I'm just saying it broke the fear of giving off of my life when I did that. Because I didn't think God could provide at the level I needed him to do it. And that's why really most people have a fear of giving. They don't really believe God can do what he said he can do. But do you know you will never see what God can do until you do what he wants you to do? Let me back up by saying you will not see what God can do until you do what he wants you to do consistently. Because, see, giving offering ain't like magic. See, offering, the Bible says, seed, time, and harvest. So, when you need it is when God's going to bring it. Amen. So, real quickly, I have five minutes here to wrap this up. Let me give you a take-home statement. Every sacrificial offering will produce a sacrificial harvest. I will say it again. Every sacrificial offering will eventually produce... A sacrificial harvest. Go to 1 Kings 17. That's in the Old Testament. 1 Kings. I've done good. I kept you in the Old Testament today. So you want to flip around. I know some of you all are learning your Bibles. And that's good. 1 Kings chapter 17. Are you learning anything this morning? 1 Kings 17. And you know what? The reason why I can teach this unwavering. Because you don't. uh, Here's the thing. Uh, When Pastor James was preaching. Part of me wanted to just stop him. When he was talking about giving to your pastors, I didn't want him to say that. Even though I do it, and even though I've lived by it for years, I didn't want him to do it. I was, I, if, I, if I could have muted his mic, I'd have muted his mic. But see, that's how he's gotten where he was, or he is. Right, right. And he was so, you know, he's a real shy kind of guy too. That's the boldest I've really ever seen him. And then on top of that, he, was, he didn't brag like he could have bragged. That dude got a lot of money. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't tell him I'm telling y'all. That dude got a lot of money. And he didn't get it because he was a preacher. Right. He worked the principle that I'm teaching you while he was sitting there to see you sitting in. Right. Amen. Amen. Watch this now. 1 Kings 17. Here's, what, here's my point giving sacrificially giving an offering that's sacrificial will produce a sacrificial harvest when you need it 1st Kings 17 watch now in verse 9 or look in verse 8 this is God talking to Elijah he said and the word of the Lord came to him saying arise go to Zarephath which belongs to Zidon and stay there and behold I have suggested come on class I've what? I've what he says I have commanded somebody there to sustain you and when you give the way you're supposed to God will command some people to take care of you they may not even know why they're doing it but they're doing it because you have obeyed God let's see what happened here So he arose and went to Zarephath and when he got to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there gathering sticks and he called her and he said, bring me, I pray, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. That didn't cost her nothing. Watch this. She was so willing to do that. And as she was going to fetch it, she didn't even say yes, sir. She just went and did it. (laughs) Then on her way to get in the water, this is what he said. Verse 11, and as she was going to fetch the water, he called to her and said, Bring, I pray you, a morsel of bread in your hand. Now that's going to cost her something. She's got a problem. Let's see what happened. And she said, as the Lord your God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful. Everybody say a handful. A handful of meal in a barrel and a little, say a a little. A little oil in a cruise. Now stop right there because you would think that If she is telling him her condition, he will say, oh, that's all right. Don't worry worry about it. He already told her. She said, I have a little oil and a little cruise, a little cake. That's all I got, man. I got a half of a happy meal. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got, got, man. That's all I got. Let's see what happened. And Elijah said unto, wait a minute, wait a minute. She said, And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it or cook it for me and my son that we may eat it in what? She didn't have enough to live the next day. He was asking her to give a sacrificial offering. He was asking, listen to this now, because we know the rest of the story, most of us. But he was asking her to give him some of something that she was already going to die eating. It's almost insensitive of him. You, okay, all I got is $5 and you asking me for 4 That ain't happening, buddy. I mean, that's kind of what she was saying. Watch what happened though. Then Elijah said unto her, fear not. And that's why most people don't give. Because fear grips their heart. But you can't let fear grip your heart. You got to let the promise grip your heart. Watch what he said. Fear not. Go and do what you have said. But then make me a little cake. What's that word? First. First. And then bring it to me, and then after that make one for you and your son. And then he gives her a promise. For thus saith the Lord your God of Israel: the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord send rains upon the earth. And she went and did, and gave that offering to that man of God according to to the saying of Elijah. Watch this now. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not or did not go to waste or did not go away. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. In other words, every time she went to go cook, there was some more. Every time she went to go cook, there was some more. You know what? I have, I have witnessed this. My accounting team have witnessed this. Because two people minimum counts so, uh, y'all's money. Because we can't have nobody stealing. Right? We got a good procedure and it's counted twice and then it's recorded. And Pastor Evans sometimes makes the deposits because I just want to make sure that it gets there. Sometimes. I don't do it all the time. Just sometimes. Every now and then. But I have witnessed three times that it was more in the deposit than what was counted. I couldn't... I was like... I call the office, I, did yep, you can yep, 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 yep. But see, if God can multiply a fish, he can multiply your money. <laughs> now, let's close with that. Go to 1 Corinthians. I am just not even on my lesson this morning. Go to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, chapter 9. Somebody's saying, see, I'm, I'm hearing some critics out there. How can God multiply money? Well, he ain't going to multiply yours because your attitude is bad. Just all just that. He ain't multiplying yours. I want him to multiply mine. And if you don't want him to multiply yours, just give me yours. Not yours, yours. Watch this, 2 Corinthians 9, and we'll stop right here. Watch this now. It says in verse 6, but this, is I, say, th- this I say, He who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a what kind of giver. Cheer for giver. Then watch what happens. And God is able to make our grace or favor abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things so that you can abound to every good work. Let me just throw this in here. Do you know the school has given us now access? It's limited access, but they've given us access to their gym. And that was something that they said they weren't going to do, but they did it. God's favors on us. Amen. Now watch this now. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 10. Now he that ministers seed or gives seed to the sower. Who does God give seed to? So God don't give seed to the keeper. That's right. He gives seed to the sower. Watch this now. Both ministers bread for your food. And now watch what he does. And he multiplies the seed that you have sown. In other words, God will multiply your offering if you will attach your faith to it. You know, as Pastor James walked gently to his seat last Sunday, you know, he left with less money than when he came. Yes, he you know, he was our speaker, so we're supposed to bless him, right? <laughs> First of all, he mentions in his message that he wants to start out our giving day with $5,000 himself. Right. Then I get to my seat and he puts a check in my hand. I was like, what's this man? He said, man, I just want to bless you and your wife. Y'all have been so good to me and my wife. We're such good friends. I'm thinking, you know, it's a $50 check. Praise the Lord. Because if it's $1, as long as it don't bounce, I'm good. <laughs> $1 is better than no dollars right? right? And I opened up that check. That check was for $2,000. Wow. So he walked out Sunday giving $7,000, and we sure didn't give him that to speak. <laughs> we didn't give him that. We did not give him $7,000 to speak. In other words, what I'm saying is, you have to practice what you preach Amen. and God will multiply your seed when you sow it. Amen. And that's why when we sold that $500 that day and the fear of giving broke on my life, that na- of uh, my life, i see my wife, she'll give everything away. Come home, we ain't got no curtains, we ain't got no floor. What a tile on the floor, baby, what a tile that. You know, gave the birds away and gave all the cooking ware away, you know. I think women give it away so they can get new stuff. That's just my opinion, but you know. But that's when, that next day after we gave that $500 and we closed on our house, finally, we got that $20,000. And since then, I've watched God bring huge crops into our life. And this year was the first year so that, you know, we give give to our pastor all the time. But this year, we decided to do something different. Y'all want to know how much James gave last year? Yes, go on. Tell his business. Okay, y'all want to know. How many want to know? How many want to know? Okay, the speaker I'm talking about is last week. How many want to know what he gave last year personally? How many don't want to know? How many don't give a flip? Okay, we got one give a flip right there. Personally, they gave over $200,000 away last year. I was like, Lord, I want to get there. I'm not jealous. I want to get there. Because the more you have, the more you can help. Amen. The more you give, then the more you can receive. So next week when you come, next week when you come, here's a protocol. Come prayed up knowing what God wanted you to give. And then come with a cheerful heart. You know, I finally gave that Rolex. I sat in my chair for a little bit. I did. I shined it. Because I, I, I gave my watch a funeral. I just gave it a funeral. It's Like, well, if I don't give it, I don't want them to look and look all smudgy. Because I had, you know, I, I like bling. So I had high polished that thing. So it, it was like high polished. And, and so, you know, I just kind of gave it a funeral. And. And I was sad I'm gonna be honest with you I was not happy that day but then God, it don't say God hate a, hate a sad giver it don't say that <laughs> I mean it say he, he loves a cheerful giver but did not say he hate a sad giver <laughs> but as I walked down to obey God the only thing that I did was connected my faith to my actions I didn't connect my feelings with my actions because let me tell you something about your feelings. They'll catch up with your actions later on. That's right. Be faithful. Amen. Be faithful to your wife. Your feelings will catch up. That's right. Be faithful to your husband. Your feelings will catch up. Amen. Amen. Did you get something out of this morning's message? Amen. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. And you've never accepted Jesus Christ.